why does it feel like for most people who I speak with, things at the grocery store are really expensive? A new car. Because they are. Is really expensive. And you can't get one. And you can't get one. Real estate is still out of reach for most people. Interest rates are still really expensive on the mortgage front, right? All of these things. I'm right, not, but you know, 70% of the American population has a mortgage rate under 4%. <laughs> God bless. What's the problem? Right. Well, because it's part of the American DNA that we're supposed to be upgrading our homes every couple of years. More. More. Now. Now. Love it. I want a bigger house. <laughs> I want more house. Mm-hmm. Now. Oh, brother. And if all that isn't enough to get the dumb, rusty razor blades dumb, out, dumb, like dumb. you would say. Come probably, on, bring it. Bring it home. Probably the most jacked up presidential election year in history is right in front of us. Did you know that I have three really complicated relationships in my life? With me, myself, and I? Close. My relationship with money, my relationship with people, and my relationship with self. And they're all connected together because when my relationship with money got out of whack, it totally had an impact on those other relationships. That, my friend, is what we call having financial sobriety. So who are you? I'm Matthew Grishman. Who are you? Jim Gebhardt. And we're a couple of financial advisors trying to have an untraditional conversation about our favorite topic, money. Let's go. You have any gratitude today? No. Really? I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Uh Uh-oh. I was in the gap. Ooh. Tell me more. Oh, lack, scarcity, frustration, just... 5.36 Ah. a.m. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. That's hard. It wasn't the plan. Yeah. Well, you didn't draw it up like that when you went to bed last night, I'm guessing. No, sir. Yeah. No, sir. Yeah. And Beth leans over and whispers a uh, sweet, happy Valentine's Day in my head. And I was like, oh, right. It's Valentine's Day. I got a 42-foot ladder to get out of the gap right now and flip this thing around and get into the gain, get into the gratitude. And I eventually did. So you were able to use gratitude this morning as a tool to do that? Eventually. Yeah, yeah. You got there. Yesterday, we had all kinds of challenges in the office with technology. I heard. And our CRM vendor, who I'll rename, I'll remain nameless. As in client relationship management software vendor? Uh-huh. Okay. So that was effing up our e- my email, specifically all day. But then... I tried to log in last night to look at my calendar for today and tomorrow, and and uh, I was locked out. Hmm. So I knew I had a chiropractor appointment sometime this morning, but then I was like, this morning I was like, oh, wait, Beth can log into the CRM, yeah, and I can see it that way. So then the gratitude started to uh, bubble. So you're saying the key to unlocking the CRM software is gratitude. Correct. There you go. That should be my password. <laughs> because then I realized that the chiropractor appointment for my back that was absolutely screaming at me was 15 minutes later than I thought it was. And Beth's like, well, there's your gift. Go hop in the hot tub. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, space. that's fantastic. A you little, found space. A, a little space. Yeah. Gratitude kept bubbling, right? The, my new chiropractor is just a wonderful human being, and he was just full of energy when I walked in and shout out to Kevin for the introduction on uh, Dr. Wong and Arinda. Nice. And the gratitude just, it was like a snowball. And before I knew it, I was making phone calls to my girls on Valentine's Day and asking what they were doing with their Valentines. And the the, the juices were flowing and the love was feeling and the gratitude. So, yeah. So let me try it didn't this start. again. It didn't start off. That's okay. I'm grateful. Well, I'm always grateful for Beth. But I would say the indirect blessing of the fact that I could sneak into her software to be able to see what my day was like because it was 6 whatever in the morning and I wasn't waking up people on my on our team for that. So anyway, yeah. Nice. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful that we have a wonderfully power-packed agenda to help our our tribe. We got a lot of good stuff going on. Nice. How about you? That's awesome. Oh, thank you for asking. Thank you for sharing. That was cool. I'm grateful to hear your gratitude today because your gratitude was a process. 
it didn't just happen. It wasn't just a feeling you had when you woke up today. And it wasn't necessarily a tool. It sounds like you wanted to reach and grab. You no, were, no, I was enjoying were, the muck and mire. Yeah. And that oh, it felt good to kind of roll in the slop. <laughs> yeah. And sit in the diaper. Be, sit in the dirty diaper. Yeah, and be crabby. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes being crabby feels good and we don't want to get rid of it. And we just it's nice. You've ever felt that recently? Well, it's nice to be honest about that. It's nice to be honest with, you know what? I just want to feel like crap right now. I just want to feel crabby. I just want to be in a bad mood, and I don't want to change the way I feel right now with that crappy-ass tool of yours called gratitude. Right. Sometimes I just want to be there. Right. Has that happened at all recently? <laughs> uh, not daily, just, you know, every like on days that end in Y. Yeah, sure. Just on those days. Sure. I, you know, for different reasons, I had a similar day yesterday. It just was one of those days where I was kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm just, our last episode, it didn't move a needle for me when we recorded it, but it planted a seed for me. The idea that we could, what we focus on flourishes, Mm -hmm. it just, it caught me thinking about being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. And I just finally got to this place yesterday where I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm Mm-hmm. Knowing that there are things that I that are within my control and things that are without that are outside of my control, so my gratitude is first realizing that there are certain things I can control, and I want to start putting some more focus on that. For some reason, something clicked. I ate really well yesterday. I've been getting really good sleep. I just I felt something shift in my desire to show up to cardiac rehab class today. It wasn't. Today was the first day in 27 sessions where it wasn't, oh, my God. Can I try something? Sure. Was there any of this? Instead of, I've got to go to cardiac rehab. I get to go to cardiac rehab. Spiritually, yes. I don't know if those words were actually there, but the essence of the those energy words. Of it. The energy of I it was there. I get to go. That's yeah. kind of my George Carlin Baseball. Yeah. His whole baseball bit. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. Well, and part of part of where that came from was see, for me, gratitude is an action item. It's I, a VoIB. Yeah. It it's it's hard for me to like put gratitude as a noun where I just feel it. For me to be able to feel a sense of gratitude, I have to do gratitude. Okay. I have to take action and share gratitude when I'm whether I'm feeling it or not, and find something small to be grateful for, even if it's just, hey, I'm alive and I'm awake and I'm breathing oxygen and I'm here and I'm sipping a caffeinated cup of coffee. That's hot. That's Well, warm now, but these little things are things I'm grateful for. I showed up today, and part of what helped is after 27 sessions of cardiac rehab, I know we say comparison is the thief of all joy, but I got to tell you this morning— Comparison helped me put a little spring in my step because I looked around. I'm now the senior senator in my cardiac rehab class after 27 27 sessions, years. Right. It feels like 27 years in and Congress. All, all I mean, these new people are coming in. Right. And they are some where I was 27 sessions ago and some even much worse. Sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking around me and feeling this incredible sense of gratitude as I'm doing an incline on the treadmill and using the elliptical and, right. and you what, know getting and, up to seven and a half Mets. Remember, we talked about Mets last time. Right. I've increased that incredibly. And, and measuring my progress, looking in arrears, I've come a long way these 27 sessions of cardiac rehab. So there yeah. was just this sense of gratitude that I get to be here, like you were saying. I, not necessarily those words, but there was definitely that feeling today. And here's here's something you can't see. Oh, I love things I can't see. You're an inspiration to the people that are 2.7 sessions into this. They can look out the road in the front windshield at, oh, that's where I can be. Watching you do what you're doing relative to what they're doing, that's inspiring to them. Boy, I hope so. I know so. Because... Whatever you're doing, right, whether it's the gym, whether it's, in my case, the golf course, right, when I see people doing things that I would like to be able to do, yeah, regardless of their age, yeah, that's inspiring to me. Now, if they're my age or more senior and they're 
doing something I wish I could be doing. That's very inspiring to mm. me. Mm. And you can't see that. Well, I'm seeing because you were looking around. You were probably looking around that rehab room when you first got there, looking at some of the senior senators, going, "Boy, I, I, I have no idea how I'm going to get there." Right? Because the how always gets in the way. Yeah. The how is the constant. Well, how am I going to do that? So for me, it was a little different. On my first day of class, I looked at the guy who was on the elliptical and I said, "I want that now." I want that now. Well, of course I want you to do that now. Of and, course you do. And I don't want to put. I've noticed, and our in. listeners have probably noticed that that <laughs> I is. I want that now. Right. Damn You're, it. You are a perfectly well trained American. I'm an instant gratifier. Now. 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 And more. Of, now and more are more like the now. two best things in the whole world to Yes. Me. May I have more now? now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, is that what the show's about? No, no, it, it's not. Because here, here's another observation that will lead us to what the show's about today. In the 27 sessions I've been there, there are a handful of people who've shown up and never come back. I've noticed that too. That there are a handful of people who have stuck with it and who continue to show up. And then there are a handful of people that come a couple of times and never come back again. At least not in the time that I'm going to be there. I hope... They come back. They chose a different time slot. They choose a different time slot yeah. and don't just Tuesday, quit. Tuesday, Thursday instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And don't just quit and give up on themselves. Because you teed this up in our last episode, and it stuck with me so much that I think we need to keep talking about it a little today because it, it has a lot to do with what's going on today and what we're going to talk about today. But you shared that the biggest difference between successful and unsuccessful people is that successful people are willing to do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. And that is more important today than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. You also shared about one of those things that successful people are willing to do that unsuccessful people are not willing to do is this idea of committing to a new behavior and tracking it. It's a simple concept. Yes. But candidly, it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. I was taking a sip of coffee or I would have uh, yeah. totally interrupted not, you with that. It's not easy. Yeah. Well, and you, you challenged our tribe... Because you were generous enough to share what you've been tracking, and I want to come back to that and yeah. check in with you on that. But yeah. you challenged our tribe to week, pick— Just started week 12, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Up here. Yeah. 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 No, I want I want to hear that on mic. There, there we, we go. go. There we go. Skin on skin, baby. I love it. You challenged our tribe to pick one thing to track for a week. It's been two weeks. What have you tracked? If you took us up on the challenge, let's pause for a second, and let's celebrate this. This is huge. That high five is not just for you and me, brother. That's no, for the tribe. Absolutely. If you've been with us and you decided to track something for these last two weeks and you haven't celebrated that success yet, pause, stop with us right now. Celebrate that. Breathe it in. Oh, man. Take that right hand and reach over to your left shoulder and give yourself that pat on the back. You deserve it. And we don't do that enough. We don't celebrate those kinds of wins enough. If you didn't take Jim up on his challenge, that's okay. It's totally okay. Yeah. What do you know about planting trees? Mm. If the best time to plant a tree was two weeks ago, the next best time is today. <laughs> Absolutely. Brother, I am uh, I'm so proud of us. I wasn't able to be proud of me most of my life. And to be proud of me, to be proud of us, because of how we're measuring our progress— we talk about this. I mean, why, why? Just review again. I know we talk about this a lot, but why is it so important that we're pausing with the tribe right now and celebrating a couple of weeks' worth of success? Why are we looking behind us for a couple of weeks and measuring success instead of the other way to do it, looking out the windshield? Why is that so important? Well, when you look out the windshield on a road trip, can you ever reach the horizon? Try. Right? That's the challenge with always looking forward and somehow measuring your progress looking forward, right? One of my favorite Zig Ziglar lines was, I'll be happy when. Mm -hmm. Or if. I'll be happy when the house is done. I'll be happy when the kids graduate college. I'll be happy when I go to Hawaii. Well, what happens to now? Right. Right? When you measure progress looking backwards, that's the, the really the only honest way that you can see any progress. Now, it's actual if, progress. If, if there isn't progress, I've really come to appreciate just the pure measurement aspect of it, whether there's progress or not, because 
I'm making an intention that I want to measure something. Mm -hmm. And if I look backwards on it, now I've got data to know how, how am I doing. There's this Grant's playing high school golf for the first time. Mm -hmm. There's a nice way that his coach has shown him how to mark his scorecard. Now, you might say, well, aren't I going to put the score that I had on that hole? Yes, you are. But there's four other things that you're going to put in that little box that help indicate how you're driving the ball, how your irons are, how you're putting, and your short game. Hmm. Because not in one singular round of golf, but after 6, 8, 10, 12 rounds of golf, you will start to have some data. That data, by measuring your progress, looking back at what you've done, is going to start to identify what's working, what's not working. Right. And the that key, sounds smart. The key to this, I cannot emphasize this enough, is to take the self-judgment out of it and to be as neutral as you can. This took me 53 frickin' decades to figure out. Yeah, this is the hard part. But you have to stay neutral in the assessment and just look at it as data, right? You and I have talked ad nauseum on the show about budgeting exercises that we do with clients. Mm -hmm. It is not about a judgment on where the money goes, what favorite retailer or whatever, wherever the money goes. That's not the exercise. The client has made a commitment that they want to save more money. Fantastic. We're going to measure and assess where the money goes now, and then they are going to decide what cuts, what cuts need to be made, right? Well, yeah, there, there's the self-judgment piece that once we lift that and we can actually look at where the money's going, that's what frees us up to make the decisions about how we want to change our behavior. Instead of beating ourselves up to oblivion that I'm a effing asshole for making those investments. I love how you bleeped out the first. I know. That was that, intentional. That, that was good. Right. That, was, that was fabulous. So you, you said, okay, so let, let's talk about what we've been tracking, what we've been measuring. You said you're on week 12. You started a strength training. Yes. And total revamp yes. of My your fitness. nutrition and your fitness and literally how you're living your life and scheduling your day. Yes. I mean, there, there's more implications to just, you know, hey, I'm taking on a fitness plan, right? Yeah, there, no. There's oh, stuff that, that goes around that. 100%. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. Thanks. <laughs> Next? No. Yeah, I started uh, week 12, and I had a, a session with, quick Zoom session with the fitness instructor, and we both agreed that it was time to up the weights, which is not fun. but Because they're of, heavier. Because they're heavier, which is part of your more now strategy. Right. But it's going very well because I can look back at the progress over those 12 weeks, not just in the context of where I started with the weights, and I really struggled in the beginning. And I mean in the judgment, in the self-judgment piece. Ah, I was going to say, of, where was it hardest? Uh, of, as my dad would have said, the wimpy weights that I was, you know, starting with. And I'm in, I'm in the jungle with all these muscle heads, or as my buddy Tim likes to say, a bunch of steaks, right? <laughs> all these meatheads lifting massive weights. And See, I've got my little girly weights here that I'm just, you know, trying to do. So you felt like a hamburger amongst the steaks. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. The, the key measurement that gets me fired up I mean, for me, it's usually been the scale. Most of my life, it's been, what does the scale say? I want that number going in a downward trajectory. Sure. I'm not one of these guys that needs to put on weight. I could be very generous and, you know, spread it around. It's been your training your whole life, that it's all about that number going down. Sure. Well, instead, I've learned that it's actually about the, my percent body fat coming down. Right. But actually, my muscles going up. Yeah. So it's almost like a counterbalance with your weight probably, right? It is. And I'm now up nine pounds of muscle. So another another three pounds since I last measured two weeks ago. Wow. Which, you know, I've heard this 88 times, but muscle burns more calories than fat. As I put on muscle and my percent body fat's coming down, the daily calories that my body is just going to burn by being have gone up. Hmm. And... That is going to continue to burn the fat. So it's it's nice work, it's brother. very exciting in the context of I can feel some progress, I can see some progress, and then with the data I can actually, you know, measure some of the progress. So How for a recovering spreadsheet guy like me, yeah, yeah, that is particularly helpful. How often have you wanted to quit? 
How many not, times not, have you wanted to quit? Not too often. There are days where I haven't wanted to go because mm. I know the struggle, particularly for me, the lower body workouts Yeah, with my knee. Yeah. And there's a lot of squats involved, which, yeah, those aren't, those aren't for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, in the glorious you don't uh, do downs. John John Panette, yeah. I don't do downs. Right, right. right. I do ups. Right. So it, I've, it's never that I've not wanted to quit. That didn't come out right. It's never that I've wanted to quit. It's I don't wanna. Yeah. Today. How do you get through that? I have to. Why? I have, Why? I have, I've made a commitment out loud to my family and our team. I've made a commitment and an investment in this program. And then I have a commitment with an accountability partner that is the fitness coach that I have a Zoom with every two weeks, who, by the way, can see what I'm doing on the Google sheet that we share. So they go in and they make changes and they look at where I am with the weights and they'll make some of their own changes. Okay. So there's there's a variety of accountabilities that are important to me. So as somebody who struggles with the I don't want to, that's another part of the now more thing that I've got going on is the other side of it is I don't want to. So for you, it sounds like there are a couple of very key pieces to this. Number one, you've declared this out loud that I want to make this change, right? There's been this declaration Because I'm loud. sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. So so the yeah. way, okay, so the way you and, and I, I feel the same way. I've had so many false starts because of this I don't wanna thing right. that rips through my head. And I'm I'm just trying to process what's different now. Because you you and I have been in that foxhole together for a long time. Oh, absolutely. And what I'm hearing you say is that one thing that has changed that has helped you deal with the I don't wanna is that you've declared this out loud to Beth, to the team. And you've made this commitment. And it sounds like there's an accountability buddy in there that's kind of holding your feet to the fire in some sort of gentle, loving, kind, but could be obnoxious way of keeping you accountable. Yeah, I wouldn't say gentle, loving. I would say supportive, kind, supportive, and encouraging. Okay. But definitely an implied. Get your ass to the gym now. You, You will comply. Yes. Nice. What's the net benefit so far? 12 weeks in? Net, what? So net benefit is up nine pounds of muscle. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to start calling you Wagyu. Down. Uh, body fat is down. German Wagyu. Uh-huh, below 29%, which I'm at 28.8% on my way to 25, probably on my way to 20. Because I the, the other big thing that I've realized in this journey is that there, there is not going to be an arrival. This mm. is not a... Six, eight, 10, 12 week There's deal. No, you're not getting somewhere. This is the shift, and I actually feel it internally, you know, at a molecular level for the first time. This is truly a shift in my thinking, in my behaviors. You know, maybe come, some of it comes from being middle aged and realizing, you know, I'm on the back nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm on hole 11 or 12. Yeah. And Let's call it hole 11. <laughs> Better. Uh, we're teeing off on 11. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I, uh, I got to go. There's motivation. There's there. motivation. Yeah. I'm grateful, and I, I hope our tribe is as grateful of, you know, you're, you're sharing a big part of, like, that relationship you have with yourself and how you're trying to strengthen that relationship and feel a lot better about that guy you're looking at in the mirror every day because you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Well, you know, the, this, the, the title of this show does have something to do with money, and I think it's also important to share. I mean, I know I've been feeling this lately. There, there's a lot of pride that I've felt about you and me as business people. I've, I've always been super proud of our devotion to getting better at our craft, right? You and I are a couple of financial planners. We've kind of migrated our practice to where we've now developed this specialty of working with entrepreneurs, specifically entrepreneurs who own ridiculously successful businesses, and they're at that point where they want more from their money than just more money. Right. right? There's an ache. There's an ache there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and check the box. The money box is good. We're good. We've got that covered. Our, you know, We don't long for that 
thing anymore. We, we've got all the financial freedom we need, but right. it's next, right? right? What's life 3.0 supposed to look like? And what I'm grateful for is, you know, almost 30 years for the both of us in our craft, I feel really good about the fact that we are some of the very best at what we do. As financial Agre- professionals. Agreed. Right? As yeah. at, at in helping a sea, in a sea of sameness. Oh, I, yes, I it, agree. It's awesome. What you and I have gotten much better at, and what I never really realized before coming into this business, is that there's a second craft associated with what we do. And it's actually running our business, the actual running of the business side. And where I'm so proud of both of us is how we not only have improved our relationship with self our relationship with people, but you and I as business owners really working on that relationship with money and getting our business to a place where it's now a thriving business, not just you and me being good at the craft, but the business itself right? because of this concept of making a commitment, tracking, having accountability, and tracking our progress. And, and we haven't done this perfectly, but my gosh— the fact that you and I decided to sit down with Glenn four times a year and deal with that accountability and the discomfort that came with that. And tracking our progress? Whew. That was some of the hardest stuff. Well, because let's face it, we wanted more and now. we wanted it now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And the you know, the 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 near death business experiences that, that I had in 08 sure. left. A mark left scar tissue. Sure. And I know we have a lot of listeners here that have their own PTSD over whatever their situation was in 08. Oh, absolutely. And honoring that, cleaning up, you know, the spill on aisle eight that took a while. Yep. And, you know, we've we've talked on the show about how Glenn and I used to joke about, you know, we need a couple of shovels to start digging ourselves out of our, our mess. Yeah. Hey, uh, and I text him. Hey, I'm going down to Ace Hardware. I just snapped another shovel handle. You need, you, you need, you need a new. I'll get you a new one. Right, yours must be tired. Right. Yeah. It is. I mean, we and again to the tracking. I don't know the last time I showed you the spreadsheet, but I can take it all the way back to 05. Mm-hmm. I can show you every year of our of our revenue, of our expenses, of our profitability for 18 plus years. That's awesome. That data. When Allison helped us on that little hero's journey, mm-hmm. looking at not just professionally what we were up against at different times, right, different seasons, mm-hmm. but then the personal backdrop of births, deaths, disease, you know, departure, arrival. Resistance. Resistance. Right. We of talk- the highest magnitude possible how that's shown up how many times that's shown up and how that's affected our business negatively and positively over the years and yet if i ever need a, a you know an absolute mainline b12 shot of confidence it's looking at that hero's journey on where we've been what we've been up against personally and professionally and we've delivered record year after record year after record year. I think it's nine out of ten times, or eight mm-hmm. out, certainly eight out of ten times. Oh my gosh, that just like I couldn't believe it. Yep. And yet I've been in the trenches with you for a lot of it, and by myself, like Wilson and you know in the cave, and I'd totally forgotten. Right. Well, thank God nothing in the world was going on at the time all of those records were happening. No, nothing. Pandemics and nine elevens and nine elevens and, and eleven increases from the Fed and <laughs> oh my gosh. So that this has been, you know, here we are, kind of going back over some things we've we've teed up with with tracking progress, with looking at our relationship with self, specifically our relationship with our money through our business a little bit, and and how we've been able to make these improvements by tracking our progress, by making a commitment out loud, by having accountability partners, and by tracking that progress. There's a reason why we're talking about this today. Yeah, what's what's the importance of all this? Well, <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but when I look out at 2024 and what's ahead, because you don't you don't oh, let me do that very often. It's beautiful. Right? You don't let me look out the windshield very often. The it's always hero about looking, I'm going to be right. back at the bureau when we get through the end of 2024? Oh, oh, good Lord, right? When you just look at the headlines, right? I, I, I'm officially calling 2024 
although we just celebrated the Lunar New Year, and I believe it's officially the Year of the Dragon, I'm calling 2024 the Year of Stress. Okay. Well, just from the conversations we're having with people who are looking out the windshield at what's to come, what's going on in the world, the reason we're talking about tracking our progress is this idea of being able to control what we can control and accept and let go of what we can't. Because when I look at the headlines and I see everything from war in Europe, Middle East, that the U.S. is smack dab in the center of, the threat of war that always seems to be going over in the Pacific with Taiwan, the level of unhoused and homelessness, the immigration overload and what's going on with that crisis, the the gun violence in the U.S., the lawlessness here in Northern California, right, in some of the cities right here in California, the mental health crisis, the fentanyl overdose issues, the weather. How about— It's been the, a lovely winter. The ocean in Key West was 100 degrees this summer, yeah. right? The, How about the, the ocean that was oof. in San Diego last week? That was actually literally in San Diego. That's what I mean. Yeah. It was in San Diego. Well, then there's the economy. It's great. How was inflation for you last year? It was better than the year before. There we go, right? So even though inflation seems to be coming down, why does it feel like for most people who I speak with, things at the grocery store are really expensive? A new car. Because they are. Is really expensive. And you can't get one. And you can't get one. Real estate is still out of reach for most people. Interest rates are still really expensive on the mortgage front, right? All of these things. I'm right, not, but you know, 70% of the American population has a mortgage rate under 4%. <laughs> God bless. What's the problem? Right? Well, because it's part of the American DNA that we're supposed to be upgrading our homes every couple of years. More. More. Now. Now. Love it. I want a bigger house. <laughs> I want more house. Now. Mm-hmm. Oh, brother. And if all that isn't enough... To get the rusty dumb, razor blades out, dumb, like dumb. you would say. Probably, Come on, bring it. Bring it home. Probably the most jacked up presidential election year in history is right in front of us. Right? I mean, how can this not be the greatest show on earth? Like the biggest three-ring circus we're ever going to have in a presidential election. How can we not predict that given how the cable news networks and the social media megalomaniacs are teeing this thing up. Come on. But. It's going to be a freaking shit show. Yeah. But aren't they all? This look, one look, just rewind, feels worse. Re- this I one just know, feels I bigger. Know. But rewind the tape for a second in your own lifetime. Sure. Like when the Supreme Court picked the president in 2000. And that was one I remember as being. The hanging Chad. The hang. Very. Right. Controversial. Like my what hangnail. Was the, what was the Did county? hangnail today? What was the county in. Florida? Gosh, I wish I could pull that off the top. It was like, it came down to like a county in Florida that had the hanging chads. Right. Anyway. Right. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just having fun with you. This, this election is, quite frankly, unthinkable. Right. What happened in the last election? Oh, that was like Insurrection Day, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I know we've had challenges around elections. This one just feels, because of the last few elections we've had, yes. that it could be super controversial. It could have financial implications in stock markets, in interest rate cycles, in just... In geopolitical yeah, affairs. Yeah. It, it just, it feels Civil like... Civil unrest, regardless of the outcome. Yes. It feels like 2024 is setting itself up to be a, no, I, a potentially stressful year. I'm playing with you. The magnometer is off the charts on stress. Yes. We hear it with our clients. I make it a point to talk with every every business I interface with. How's business for you? Oh, it's real oh, it's great. And I, you know, I've got my my mother and father blessed me with an excellent smeller. I it's, have a fabulous sniffer. It's it's great. You mean like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I that have, smells I, fishy. I had some time to kill before picking Grant up at a uh, golf practice the other day and I went into a car dealership. And I was way up, way out of my comfort zone. First of all, I loathe going into car dealerships. And I walked into this car dealership. Actually, I didn't walk in. I was about two and a half feet outside my car, and, and they brought the car dealership to me. Of course they the did. The sales guy was they saw you. panting. They, they saw you coming a mile away. So how's, you know, as, as we, you know, I'm doing my shtick with him, and he's, he's showing me this car that is just, yeah, no, just insanely out of reach. 
how's business for you? Oh, you know what? It was last month in the history of the dealership was a record. I'm calling bullshit on that. And Complete no way. I mean, my smeller went up, yeah. right? My 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 guard went up. Uh, and granted, I was there on a you know on a Tuesday. I was there on a Tuesday right. at five o'clock. A random Tuesday, sure. And I was the only person there. So maybe everybody bought the cars last month, and there was nobody left to buy cars sure. this month. Sure. <laughs> or people are coming on their lunch break. They're coming sure, during they're lunch. Coming on their lunch their break. Their thirty-minute lunch break right. with their lunch pail and their thermos. So you know, God bless. Regardless of whatever happens with the election, the stock market's at an all-time high, so we're okay. Yeah, it's funny you said that because <laughs> I was at a car dealership on Friday. Yeah, yeah, Friday, picking recently. up my truck. Yes. This is a, a, a Dodge dealership, and they sell some fairly expensive vehicles there. They, they you do. know These these high-end Jeeps that are 100 grand now and, yeah, and these the Hellcats. Hellcats and, yeah, got to you know, go these, 800 these are 850 miles, miles an, hour. an hour. Right. These are, you know, six-figure uh, automobiles now that good old, you know, Dodge Ram is, is selling. You can get my truck souped up and jacked up now and brand new. I think those things are going for 80 or 90 grand. A Dodge Ram, you know, go go figure. So my friend is the head of the service department there, and we were just chit-chatting about how his business is. How's your service business? He says, oh, service department's through the roof. We're doing great. I said, why is that? He said, have you noticed the price of a new car? He said, because more and more people are doing what you did, which is instead of trading their trucks in every three years for a new one, they're keeping them longer, which is good for my business. Sure, because it's service. Because I get to service them. Right. My sales department is crickets right now. Mm. Probably the worst couple of months they've ever had. Mm. Gosh, Brian, why do you think that's the case? Well, between interest rates Have you as seen high where as interest they are, rates are? Right? Car loans. Wait, you, so you mean people aren't coming in and just paying $100,000 in cash for that Jeep Rubicon? He said, gosh, no. Those are all leased. Sure. And you'd be blown away at the average income of the people coming in and picking up $1,500 a month, $2,000 a month car leases. I think we have to rename this episode. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It, it needs it's to be not relabeled. It's stress? It, no, it needs to be relabeled more now. <laughs> I love it. Because people want- I don't want to. More car- Yeah. Now. Now. And the way you do that is with a lease. Now, in our adult lifetime, there's not been a worser time, God bless you, Mom- Yes. For leasing a car, given where interest rates are- Oof. Than now. Yes. So I promptly left the dealership, and I called my service guy, and I'm taking it in on Tuesday after President's Day weekend to fix a couple of the nitnoid things and Attaboy. buzzers and beepers that are going off on the dash. So you're not trading it in for a new Escalade? No. <laughs> Please, God. No. I really thought for a second there no. that financial sobriety was out the window for you and no. you were going to lease a new rig for two grand a month. Oh, I, I thought there was a tiny little shot. You, you would have had all the pain and regret afterwards because- you know, come on, even the mighty Jim Gebhardt is going to slip at some point. At I just, some point. I was hoping it wasn't on a $2,000 lease. No, it was on our house. There you <laughs> oh, that's a little little We left the station. Yeah, we left the station. We left the orbit with that one. I think Beth would have killed you if you came home with a with a car after what you guys just did with the house. Most certainly. Yeah, that would yes. have been that would have been, it would have been a lonely you'd Valentine's be, Day. You'd be living here with me and Rockland. I'd be in the studio yeah. or living in your Jeep, truck. Okay, so I I love how you and I've been doing this now for a few years. This is this is year five in studio, and and we have a habit of of kind of coming in here and dumping some problems into the microphones onto our tribe's laps. But I don't think I'm sharing anything that anybody who's with us today doesn't already know what's going on in the world. the The purpose of what we're really trying to do is not just amplify the fear that the cable news networks and social media are trying to do because they're trying to keep us stuck. What we're trying to do is help people get unstuck, help people realize that all this stress that's going on in the world, 90% of this crap that we hear going on in the world is stuff that's outside of our control. So we're trying to bring us all back to how do we solve the stress bubble issue? How do we insulate ourselves, our people, and our finances, right? These three very, very important relationships. How do we protect our relationship with ourself? How do we protect the relationship we have with our people? How do we protect the relationship we have with our money from what you and I might think is going to be an incredibly stressful 2024? What we focus on flourishes. Hey, there's a good idea. So if we're focusing our energy 
day in and day out on all of that stress, on all of what the, the, the media world wants us, needs us to focus on, that will flourish in your life. Mm-hmm. That stress, they're fanning the flames every day. So those flames are not going to subside. No. The fire is not going to go out. The fire is going to rage and rage and rage some more. That's their moneymaker, of that course. That is the moneymaker, absolutely. Of course. So that's where this whole concept of what we're trying to talk about and where, where we're going with the show in upcoming episodes is designed to do. It's preparatory, right? Yes. We are preparing you for the battle, which is this endless barrage, which has really never subsided in no. We could be doing this show. It just changes the sh- show fifty years from now, right? And it won't subside, right? It'll be different players and different messages and different worries. Oh, you know what is? You didn't even mention this in your list of worry. Oh, what I forget? AI, <gasps> artificial intelligence. Yes, that scares the living bahuha out of me. Right. The, put ma- that one, the put, machines are coming. Put that in the blender. Yeah. Right. Put that in the mix. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How they're going to eradicate the species. Right. I mean, I love I love using AI to accomplish certain tasks at work, like, you know, how artificial intelligence is helping us make some investment decisions now. I mean, we're implementing that in some of the processes at work, but holy cow. Yeah. You take it to a, a higher level of worry. Let Kim Jong-un from North Korea get his hands on artificial intelligence and what right. can he do you know, what can evil do with it? And that, the new supercomputers huh. that are being yes. uh, unleashed and that, what those are capable of and how they make all the current, you know, computing capabilities just mice turds. Yes. Right? That definitely so adds to the fear. These these worries, what are we going to do about them? There are three specific solutions that I think we can bring forward in this episode. And then before we wrap up, maybe not today, but when we wrap up, because I see this kind of bleeding into one more episode. We're not going to get this all done today. We're going to talk about these three specific solutions. And then after the next episode, I think implement more of a longer term solution. Like right now it's triage time. Like the, the, the worries front and center, the stress is front and center. We have to deal with it now. But then I think there's a longer term medication that we'll talk about prescription. Next. Yeah, pre- good. I like that better. There, there's I like, a longer I like, term. I like prescriptions better than medic. I like supplements better than prescriptions Even or better. medications. Right. So perhaps we provide a little bit of a supplement regimen starting in the next episode. But the 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 three solutions, and I I think first it starts with you have to become the change you seek. Oh, I thought you were going to say no gluten. That's coming. Oh, yeah, but you have to become the change you seek. And and what I mean by that, and this is why we're rehashing some of our tips and tricks, as you called them, from episode 119. Dust, Way dusting to dust off, them the, off. Yeah, the playbook? Yeah. No one's coming. Like this presidential election, if if you're sitting They're here gonna thinking— They're going to save me. Right, that, that whoever gets elected is actually going to fix all of this and save us oh. from— uh, Rainbows and butterflies are coming, aren't they? I got a little I got a little inside secret for you here, people. This group right here, where we are today, we are the leaders that are going to affect the change within our tribe, within our people, and we have to become the change that we seek. That is why you are doing what you are doing with your physical health your mental health, your financial health. It's why I'm doing what I'm doing is because of all this stuff we have no control over in the world today, what do I have control over? That. My actions. That. My attitudes. Yes. And how I decide to show up for my people. Yes, 100%. We have to make the decision within our own little universes to move from mediocrity to excellence. That's it. That's how it's going to happen. We have to be that change. You does know. that overwhelm you? Yes. It does at times. Okay. It, it really it does. So distill it down. Where I mean, pick something. Right? We said this two weeks ago. We'll say it again. We'll say it in two pick more weeks. Pick something. Pick something that you want to move from being mediocre in your life up a couple notches. Well, because when you shared with me that me showing up in my cardiac rehab class and being 
an inspiration to the people behind me as an unintended consequence, because I'm not thinking of that when of I walk in not. there, right? We want to make that awareness of it. Thank you for making me aware of that, and I think we make that more aware to our tribe here that when you— so. When you are doing the strength training you're doing, you're inspiring me. It's why I sent you that text message this morning about, hey, uh, how do uh, I get some of that? Would you, uh, would, now. would you mind? Because you've been doing this for a while, and 12, I haven't sent you this message yet. Twelve weeks. Twelve weeks to be exact. I, you might on. have noticed. Come on, I've noticed you've wanted to, and I and I know you've been <laughs> waiting for me, and you've done a really good job of not giving it to me. You are such a lovely flower, not the honeybee. You have done this through attraction, not promotion, and I appreciate that. You have led by your example, that's not all, your words. That's, that's all we can do, folks. You are not telling me what I have to do to improve my health. You're showing me, and that is what we're trying to help our tribe with, is we're trying to help empower you with how to be the change within your own community. Because people will notice. Oh, I have noticed. I, I have I have. Some stories of, I won't call them random, well, a couple of random people that have come up to me at the gym. And they're like, boy, I've, I've noticed you here consistently now for, you're, you look, you're doing great, dude. Yeah. They don't know me. Yeah. They don't know me. Now, that's not braggadocious. That is to your point. It's the feedback you're getting. That, well, that you lead by example. Yes. It's not what you say, it's what it's you do. It's not what you say. No. Right? No. And- I mean, there is no better advice I can give a parent, right? We have a, a a gentleman on our on our extended team with Charles Schwab that is just having his first baby. He's mm-hmm. out on paternity leave. That's what I think of with new, you know, with a new parent is they have no idea what they're in for. <laughs> no, no clue. But the the singular thing they can do is lead by lead by their action, lead by their example. Yes. Don't do what I say, do what I do. Right. And that, because, I mean, I've learned that from Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? I mean, I've learned that from my masters sure. in, in the processes sure. is lead by example. Sure. Well, which on a podcast is hard because what are we doing here? We're talking, right? We're sharing our experiences. So it's a little bit of do what we say, but we're sharing what we do. And I think that is critical to be that flower, to promote change via attraction rather than promotion, there's just much more credibility. You ask me a question, do I get overwhelmed with this? Yes. Especially at a time where my health, some of the greatest resistance I've ever faced in these past 12 months between Amy's health, between my health, yeah, the fact that my partner and best friend of 26 years in marriage, normally when you go through some heavy, hard health stuff, you've got your partner to lean on. But when you're both going through that, Whew, boy, does that amplify challenge. And, yes. and that's not for a lot of conversation today. We're, we're going to talk about that some more. What helped me recently get a little less overwhelmed, because I was feeling a lot of, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be that. I don't, wanna, I don't want to. It's amazing how when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Right. This appeared to me in the form of Jeff Goldblum on an Instagram reel, Hmm. sharing a George Bernard Shaw quote. Hmm. Oh, that's that should be good. It really caught my attention. I've started reading this almost every day now, and I think I'm going to keep reading it until I memorize it because I loved how Jeff Goldblum had it memorized. This is the quote. This is the true joy in life, being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one, by yourself as a mighty one. Being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish little clod of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. I am of the opinion that my life belongs to the whole community, and as long as I live, it is my privilege to do for it what I can. I want to be thoroughly used up when I die, for the harder I work, the more I live. I rejoice in life for its own sake. Life is no brief candle to me. It is a sort of splendid torch, which I have got to hold for the moment, which I get to hold for the moment, and I want to make it burn as brightly as possible before handing it on to future generations. 
I mean, we could. That's incredible. I, I, You've been holding out on me for how long on that one? <laughs> uh, me, and, me and my quotes? I hit, That's I, way past the quote. Yeah, this hit me right after huh. our last episode. Huh. And it's, it is more than a quote. It's, it's a way of living. Wow. It's a belief system, all in three sentences, four sentences. To put those words on a page mm-hmm. and to have that bubble up and out on paper. I needed that. Wow. Yeah, I needed that. So, it, you know, to me, that helped me come out of this funk, just reading that when I did. And now reading it every day for the last couple of weeks— it's helped me with this, what I think is the first key solution, which is become the change you seek. I really do. It nobody's coming to save us, brother. We we we've got to do this for ourselves. Well, we are in the next people. episode. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, there are two more big ones that I think we need to talk about. Two more big ideas, solutions to help us deal with the stress that's going on in the world today in 2024. Boy, we got we got two more good ones. So let's let's call it a day and I don't know, what do you say? I think in honor of Mr. George Bernard Shaw, I would say I rejoice in life for its own sake. I love that. And that's a wrap. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. And check out our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com. Thanks again for listening today. Here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety, I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money. Jim Gebhardt is a registered representative of and securities offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Jim Gebhardt and Matthew Grishman are investment advisor representatives of Gebhardt Group Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, and Gebhardt Group Incorporated are not affiliated. The opinions in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or investment recommendations. To determine which investments or financial advice may be appropriate for you, consult a financial advisor prior to investing. Any reference to market performance is based on historical information and there is no expressed or implied guarantee of future performance. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Gebhardt Group Incorporated does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.